One of the biggest questions we get as, I don't know, marriage voices, I'll say, bloggers, podcasters, is this question of how do I pray with my spouse? Mm. Now, depending on where you're coming from, you might think, come on, it's obvious. Or you might think, <laughs> yes, how do I pray with my spouse? <laughs> and you may have asked that question to us directly. So we actually have done quite a bit of study on this topic, uh, both in the past, but also recently through books that we've written. And so, yeah, we're going to talk all about how to pray with your spouse. But first, we're going to start with two other questions, which is mm-hmm. why do we pray and when? Is appropriate to pray, not just the day or the time, but on what occasions is it appropriate to pray? And I think the answer may, it may surprise you. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us once again. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Selena, when should we pray? All the time. <laughs> I'm whispering Selena. in between on the podcast because we can tell when there's a long line, that's where he has to delete some stuff. And so I'm like trying to talk really quiet so the frequency, you can't see the <laughs> frequency lines. I'm like, and you're I asking, just want to make sure we're on the same page here. So when? You're like, when? so so when? What's the answer? <laughs> no, I, I was, because I'm thinking of First Thessalonians 5.17 of praying without ceasing. So I'm like, are you setting this up for something else that I'm not seeing here? Like... <laughs> I don't want to follow you blindly, but is that submission? I don't know. Well, it's in the Bible, <laughs> Selena, so it's pretty safe to assume that we're going to go go along with the, no, what the Bible says. No, I'm said. not saying that. Well, but okay. And so pray without so ceasing every, is a thing. every occasion, all the time. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Yes, but... I don't know. Yes, but Uh-oh. how are we going to kind of tease that out a little bit? Sure. So, So anyway, yeah, regarding prayer, all right? So again, we get this question all the time. So we actually wrote some some resources. I just want to mention them at the beginning here. It's called 40 Prayers for My Wife, 40 Prayers for My Husband. And it's meant to be kind of a 40-day prayer journey where basically you start at the beginning learning principles about prayer. Mm. And then you would write out, there's a a, a page. It's like a it's like a, an inventory of sorts. Yes. I mean, like what, t- tell us a little bit about your marriage. Like where is it at in communication and intimacy and how are you managing your finances and unity around that and unity around your priorities. And you kind of rate your marriage before this journey. You is write this a few the what, notes. Is this the prayer one? Or 40 is day this prayer the, journey. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you, uh, and then you <laughs> just wrote them. Don't remember. And then you go, you wrote then you part. go through the 40 days praying every day for your spouse. Now it's very kind of one-sided in that way. And that you're, you're just praying going before God for your spouse, your husband or your wife. Mm-hmm. And then after the 40 days, you look and see, here's what God has done. And you take the same assessment again and you see, Oh man, this is how our marriage has been transformed by this this exercise of building a habit of prayer over the right. last 40 days. And why do we choose 40 days? I think it was because 40 is a significant number um, in, in the, the Bible. Bible. Yeah. You see it all throughout um, the Old Testament and some of the New Testament. Uh, it's really cool. We talk about it in the book in the intro. And then 40 days also kind of one that's in the sweet spot for how to build new habits, like the amount of time you need yeah. to build a new habit. So anyway, if, if that, if, as we're reading this, if any of this rings, or, sorry, as we're um, going through this episode, if any of this rings true, uh, just go to 40prayers.com and you can learn more about that. But um, that's kind of our, that, honestly, that's our least expensive because 
like to print those books was actually really inexpensive. So we're able to offer them for cheap, more cheaply. <laughs> I, I don't I don't even know if I want a, a book in, in nine months. <laughs> well, that's expensive. a less expensive book. <laughs> that's an office reference. So go to 40prayers.com and find, find out more about that. Um, but yeah, but we're going to dive into this. Uh, quick plug, another plug. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Full of plugs today. Full of plugs. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage. If you want to participate in a more active way in what we're doing, just go there. Pray about, speaking of prayer, pray about whether or not God would call you to partner with us over this next year. We're just amazed at what God does. We would love to partner with you. Go to Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage to learn all about it. There's benefits and good stuff. I think you actually get the prayer books for free <gasps> as patrons. Gasp. You do now that I now that I remember that uh, at the five dollar a month level. So Wowie. anyway, don't just sign up for a month and then and then quit to get the free books. That's <laughs> that's that's dishonest. Is it's it not though? dishonest. Is it's it just though? not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. Just not nice. It's just not, just be nice. All right. You know what? All right? If people need prayer books, then they can have those prayer books. You're right. If you need prayer books and that's what it takes, then you know what? We'd we'd love to bless you in that way. Um. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, like, I hope we have enough inventory. <laughs> God, um, God will provide, right? Yeah. He's our provision. Yeah. Um, next one. Uh, if you have any uh, questions, go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. Uh, we, we'll answer a question. Actually, this week we're going to answer uh, a question related to prayer. Um, those come out on Thursdays, but you can go to that website. There's a button, or you can call or text 971-333-1120. And finally, leave a comment or a rating. Namely, leave a rating or a review, rather, on iTunes if this podcast has one. helped you. Leave a good one. That helps us. <laughs> leave a good review. <laughs> Is that uh, how I sound? <laughs> yeah, maybe sometimes. Oh after you've had a big fat cigar. Yes. Because <laughs> you have those. I do that all the time. Only like every other day. Nope. Smoking big old. Nope. That's just the raspy voice from having cigar. a cold in the winter as, yeah, we, it's snowed today. It's snowing a lot today. It's been great. We don't yeah. get a lot of the snow all the time. So I'm super excited. You actually predicted it in our last podcast. You're like, I think it's going to snow. See? And here it is. Just... We're looking out the window and there's snow on the ground. And I was totally that kid in elementary school that was like praying for snow. What are our prayer requests today? You know, you raise your hand. Snow. No, no, legitimate. I think legitimately God hears your prayers about weather more than any other people, any other person's prayers about weather. Because I remember when we would be like in high school and college hanging out, you're like, man, I'm just praying for sun tomorrow. And it would be like, boom, sun. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, and then it got to the point Uh, where I was like. Hashtag blessed. (laughs) Just just living my best life now. (laughs) Hashtag highly favored. (laughs) Uh, we laugh because I think we're all so blessed and highly favored, despite whether or not God hears our prayers about weather. Um, he does hear our prayers about weather. It's just, does he answer them according to No, I think my prayers want. are just coincidentally, like, working with the weather. It's I not think like, for you, I don't know, God has a special sweet. place in his heart probably you're for you because you glorify him in really unique ways. <laughs> so it's me or is it him or is it? It's his glory that he wants and, okay. and you give him more glory. So, yeah. Anyway, theology. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Just dropping bombs here. Okay. Uh, okay. So. How do we pray? Why do we pray? Tell me. Answer. Answer all the (laughs) questions. Ready, set, go. (laughs) Honestly, this is probably one area that we struggle with the most. Uh, If you're anything like us, which some of our listeners are, you have young children in the house, you work a job, and you are just trying to live not your best life, but you're trying to live in a way that glorifies the just Lord. Just holding on. And it feels like you're just, yeah, 
just holding on sometimes, which is kind <laughs> yep. of the place to be, it feels like. So uh, that's kind of our confession here is that we just we're not super great at this and we're not super great at, at I think, identifying the opportunities of when we can pray and even knowing how to pray for each other all the time. Mm. I felt like we were better at praying when we didn't have kids, although we do pray now because we're trying to model that and teach them. But as a married couple, like we pray as a family, but as a Mm. married couple, what does that look like? And I don't, I mean, we're still sort of cultivating that in our own relationship. I think we we have rhythms of prayer. It it starts to feel kind of commonplace because Mm -hmm. we have rhythms that are so fixed, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Typically, we we have breakfast around the same table, and we like to have dinner at least. Like I think we're at like four nights a week, typically four <laughs> yeah. or five nights a week. Yeah, we're all because e- e- either we're at uh, we're Community having guests group over, or guests over, or yeah, the other two nights we're usually Bible gone. studies or something. Yeah, and so we pray around those times. We also pray around at communion every week. Right. Our church does um, weekly does communion. weekly communion. Yep. It's incredible, and it, the way we do it is it's. Um, go back to the tables and you get the you know you get the ordinances and you we pray together listen to you the, the ordinances the I cracker was like, and the juice the juice and the crackers and <laughs> mm, get the ordinances mr seminary over here would like to partake in the sacrament <laughs> of the eucharist right so it's not again we're not trying to list out like all the times we yeah. pray because i think that's what we do right you're listening to this right now you're like oh man how many times we pray do we pray do i pray right. daily ah i don't know we don't even know if we oh. pray by ourselves or with each other let alone right i will say so, this so for sure though without those rhythms yeah like i would just blow past it and be like i don't need to pray <laughs> which is what just... reason number one that we will jump into in a minute is the, the we, you have a few reasons listed yeah. out of why we pray first let me tell you where we're going all right so we're talking about prayer because we get this question all the time. How do I pray with my spouse? Namely, how do I pray if my spouse is not interested or he, right. won't, he or she won't initiate? Or why, Which why? has a couple answers to it. Yeah. But. And, and then when. So that's kind of when we get into the when piece. So we're going to go through all that. We're going to start with why. Okay, so why is prayer important? Then we're going to go into that specifically. Uh, when should I pray? In other words, when are the occasions for prayer? Okay. And that's that's a different kind of a weird way to look at it but trust me and then we'll go into the how all right so we do have four kind of reasons why we pray with our spouse we're gonna, again start start with the core beliefs the core underlying you know beliefs. where we like to start people always <laughs> trusting that beliefs always birth behaviors i like some b alliteration there behaviors. beliefs boom. birth the behaviors boom <laughs> <laughs> Bombs. Bom- <laughs> <laughs> all right. So reason number one is exactly what I said before. It's all blow right past life, right? Those meals, those those moments, right. those spaces in time when I need to actually press into God's goodness and give him glory. So oftentimes I blow past it because I don't think I need. So the first reason we we must pray is because we, we need, need to pray. God. Yes. We if we fail to pray when we fail to recognize our need. Right. Bottom line, we don't pray to God because we think we don't need him. And that's a big problem. And I think <laughs> it looks lie. differently too because I'm sitting here thinking like I know that I need to pray and I feel like I'm just like God, please help my children to obey me. <laughs> like <laughs> those are kind of the prayers I think I pray, but I think there's there's this other sort of need that just goes like unnoticed, which again is is rooted in mm. the in the not, I don't need, right? That it's not recognizing our our deep heart and soul need for communion with God because 
I think we, we identify needs differently. Like needs are something that need to be met, right? It's something that we can see mm. that it seems to be tangible. These are all the qualifiers we put on them in our own heads and, and hearts, I think, sometimes. And God is just always there. Like, you need me no, You need me for every breath. You need me for every moment. You need me for every second that the time is ticking. You've needed me since... I can, I knew that you were going to come into being, right? Like there's the, if we understand the depth of our need, I think that really starts to right. m- not, I guess, motivate and inspire us to talk with our creator. So not trying to look at ourselves first, but knowing our need really amplifies who God is to us. Right. And so it's a reflection of our act, the, how accurate our view of God yes. is and how accurate our view of ourself is. Right. Um, the Bible's littered with verses that talk about like there's no one righteous, not one. Right. You, like all have fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, right. So I guess what I was saying too is is that like you can blow past it and not think of it. I think I blow past it and think of it, but just don't intentionally like stop because I need it. I'm just like, well, I I know that I need it, but bleh, I don't know how to like well <sighs> make it happen, kind of thing. You know what I mean? You're reading through uh, Colossians, aren't you? Yeah. Right, so that's talking about like the the preeminence of Christ and mm-hmm. how like in Him and through Him all things move, right? right? And all things were created through Christ and in Christ, and they mm-hmm. all are sustained. That's Paul's like that's his refrain in that point is it's not just I don't want to minimize this at all. It's like it's not just that I need God for salvation, right? No, it's it's that I need Him in every way. It's that I need I need him, not just what he gives me, not the gifts. I need the giver himself. Mm. And that is, I mean, when we're, I feel like when I experience God most deeply, it's when I just go to him for him and he gives me himself. And out of that, like the, the fallout of that atomic bomb in my heart that he has given me himself, the mm. fallout is that every need I thought I had or every need that I wanted is satisfied. Right. Doesn't mean that all of a sudden that like I'm not we're not talking about material needs. Sometimes that's how God works. Yes. But like every need is sat meaning that I just whatever need I thought I had, it's right. all satisfied and I don't actually need any of that. Well, and I feel like his presence and who he is, his mm. character really helps us uh decipher what is a need and what's not. Right? right? Like you're saying all of our needs are met, but we we see needs sometimes through a different lens than he sees our needs, right? A lot of our needs can be wants, I think. They oh, can for qualify sure. under that. Yeah. So, so the bottom line is we we don't see our need for God because or we don't pray enough because we don't need God enough. Right. So that's the first reason we pray is to remind us of our need. The second reason we pray is unity, mm. right? So to some couples, okay, if this is you, praying together might be a foreign concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've found it both to be what, essential and enjoyable when mm-hmm. we take time to do this. It definitely build some emotional and spiritual intimacy, for, for sure. sure. I'd contend. I mean, I, I strongly believe that praying with and for each other is one of the best ways for a couple, couple to be united, to feel closer, and to have deeper compassion. Mm-hmm. Right? It's really hard to stay mad at someone when you start praying for them. <laughs> I mean, you can stay True. mad. You can. <laughs> like, you can still be in a tiff or whatever. Oh, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Check that box. <laughs> yep. No. I, Check it good. But, like, when I start going to God with you in mind and saying, God, help my wife, help Selena, Ugh. help her, not just so I can feel like, God, you know, it's not this position, if we're, if we're joking, it's like, hey, I'm right, she's wrong, help her realize she's wrong. <laughs> but it's like, God, help me love her well. Help me see her her heart in this. Soften her heart. Soften my heart to her. Okay, wow. All of a sudden, all those bombs are diffused. 
right? Mm-hmm. So you're building unity, obviously, with God. But when you pray together, mm-hmm. that also builds unity because you're kind of literally like side by side. Yeah. And it's disarming, it's I disarming. think, too, because yeah. you can come in, you know, just infuriated. Your fists are clenched. And then you're like, <laughs> okay, well, we do need to pray together. I don't feel like it. I don't want to. Why don't you start? <laughs> that's kind of my, my favorite thing. That's my... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my favorite thing, I'm being a little bit, I don't know, I'm facetious here, but my one of my favorite things to do is when we're get, sitting down to dinner and I know that you're irritated with me, I'll be like, you pray. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, nope. <laughs> it, you, you're not afraid to, to just say, nope, not no, going to pray you. right now. Because it just, feels very disingenuous to you. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually leads me to my second reason, submission. <laughs> Sorry. Look at that. Aren't you just all great? <laughs> not submission in marriage, but submission to God himself, yes. right? So consider the first, that's like one of, one of the first lines in the Lord's prayers. It starts with our father who art in heaven, hallowed is your name, or holy is your name. Mm-hmm. Then what? Your kingdom come, your will be done. So when right. we pray in this way, we're saying to God, your plan is better. Right. Your ways are higher. I need to align my heart with you. Help it's me. acknowledging his authority. Right. Absolutely. Right. So submission gets a bad rap, but it's truly a gift. Like if you think about being able to submit to not just any God, not just any father, mm. but the loving, perfect, holy, glorious king. It's true. That is Christ. That is Jesus. That is the triune God. Mm. Right. So praying to him is our ultimate opportunity to express trust and devotion. So good. Uh, reason number four, and again, <clears throat> these are all the whys underneath um, the when and the how. Um, so why we should pray is obedience. Yeah. Number reason. four, obedience. And this, um, this could have been first. We kind of we kind of want to debate the hook a little bit, but the you. Bible just straight up says, you know what? Pray. You got to pray a lot. <laughs> pray. There's pray, no, pray, pray, pray. Ideally, that would be more than enough just to have our hearts obey. Yeah. Uh, and by the Holy Spirit, we can obey. But consider Matthew <laughs> 6. Why don't you read? We're going to read about five or six different verses here really quickly. Yeah, the Lord's Prayer 6, 9 through 13. Uh, pray then like this, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Mm, that's good. And th- we'll talk about kind of how that is. The power and the glory forever. The Lord's, Jesus literally said, pray like this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that becomes a rubric for us to follow. A, a path for us to travel when it comes to our own prayer lives. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about that in the how portion mm-hmm. of this podcast. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Mm. Uh, Colossians 4, 2, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Notice the word devote there. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians five seventeen. Selena said this earlier, pray continually. Mm-hmm. James five sixteen. Therefore, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Who's righteous? No one. Well, in Christ we are. In Christ we are. I know, but... (laughs) I know. I'm I'm not trying to bait and switch you there. (laughs) No one is righteous, not even. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's a passage I think about. When we go to God and we're in Christ, we're considered righteous to him, right? And our our prayers are powerful, not because of us, but because of Christ, Mm. because he has made that... He's made that possible. All right, First John three twenty two, and whatever we ask, we receive from him because we we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. Mm. There's many, many more of these. Uh, one of the themes that you picked up on, Selena, was uh, how all these verses kind of center around um, kind of 
our own self-reliance, the center around rebuking our own self-reliance, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. So do not be anxious about anything. If right. we're anxious, it's because we don't actually trust that God's got it, that we have to have it. We have right. to figure it out. Right. Um, but it says, do not Philippians four, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Mm. So it's, you're in a place of gratitude. Oh, there's little Louisa. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Selena's going to pick her up real fast. Um, yeah, so that's the how. I mean, sorry, the why of wh- why we pray. Just a real, a real fast recap. His reason one is we need, like we need to uh, understand and, um, in, uh, what's the word, embrace our need. Uh, the reason number two is uh, unity, unity with God. We pray together so that we might have unity with one another as uh, co-travelers, at disciples of Christ. Reason number three we pray is submission to God. Um, note, seeing that he is God, we are not. Reason number four is obedience. That, um, it's because God asked, told us to, told us to pray, commanded us to pray. So hopefully by now it's crystal clear why prayer is an essential part of a Christian life, why prayer is essential to our marriage. Mm. Okay, but we, we oftentimes get a response to that, kind of those assertions is, okay, but when should I pray? Like, meaning how can I actually get through? There's some hurdles that we have to get over, uh, in, in particular, like on what occasions is it appropriate to pray together, especially right. if you're not in unity around this. Right, 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 right. Um, so some of, the, some of the concerns we get are... You know, like, it's kind of, yeah, it's hard to pray when when he or she, like my husband or my wife, won't initiate or participate. Mm, get that one a lot. And I think, I do think a lot of these, again, we talked about this before, stem from kind of our family of origin. Like, how did you grow up praying or not praying? Or what was kind of the perspective? Or was there any hmm. um, perspective on how you prayed or if you prayed? That definitely feeds into our ability or desire to pray, too. Yeah. And not that... We're always going to want to pray, but we pray because, again, we need to. It's a submission and obedience aspect of our hearts. And so it's it's usually um, usually it's hard to pray when neither one will initiate or participate. Uh, it feels awkward when we don't like it. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> want, uh, it does. And some, some, sometimes that's why a husband doesn't initiate, right? Or sure. a wife won't initiate. So I, I want to go back to the initiation one real fast before we move on. Okay. Because a lot of wives feel like they shouldn't be the ones, like, leading the charge sure. in the spiritual growth or the spiritual health of their family. Right. Right. And so th- that's one of the kind of symptoms yeah. of our culture is you have yeah. a lot of husbands who are are still boys. They're boys with beards, <laughs> meaning that they haven't really learned what it means to be a man right. biblically. There's, there's and, a spiritual maturity and, aspect to that. Yeah. That's a more gracious way to say it. Thank you. Um <laughs> And that's, you know, some of that's like you have to learn. And, and I don't mean to, uh, I mean, like biblical manhood, what it means to, to take the, the mantle of your, you know, being the father, the husband and leading your family. And so a wife's response to that is, uh, you know, you don't want to be a usurper, right? You don't want sure. to be like, I'm usurping your authority. And that's, that's what comes from a heart of rebellion. But I do think it's more prayers better than, than none. Right? Sure. Yeah. So. I would say if that's you, like initiate faithfully, initiate lovingly. Mm. Um, the objective is to talk to God, right? Right, not to not to convince your spouse that it's important, but to talk to God, right? And it's also not a way to be passive aggressive, right? <laughs> mm, I just pray for my husband that he would. Uh, um, and it does go both ways. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of husbands who really want their wives to engage in prayer and spiritual growth, but they just they they aren't they aren't um, interested yeah right they're just completely disengaged so it can go both ways right um 
And I think it goes both. It, that can happen, like you said. Sometimes it feels awkward. They don't right. like to pray, or it, maybe your husband or your wife isn't a believer. Yeah. Right. Or you feel like your prayers are too shallow to that one. There, by the way, this There's is all, some church culture around that. I think, like, well, you know, or you just you're maybe a baby Christian and you think I'm just praying for the same things all the time. Like God help me, or sure. Lord thank you for this day. <laughs> Which you know what? Thank God for this day. Yep. God, please help me. And sometimes you can feel like that's too shallow. And so kind of my rebuttal to that thought in my own heart is if our kids aren't sophisticated enough when they come talk to me, do I tell them to shut up and go away? (laughs) Not all the time. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, No, you don't because you understand they're children and that's how they learn by talking to you and you instruct them. And our loving father is even more loving, more patient and more desirous of us. Well, and simple prayers can also come from a really deep place of pain and, um, you know, loss or trust being broken or something, you know, really mm. grave and deep. And so I don't, I think that can, that can go into the area of being a lie, right? Like that our prayers mm. are too shallow. And mm. again, prayer is exposing our hearts, right? Prayer is right. exposing our hearts, I think, to us. God knows what we're going to pray before we pray it. And so not dismissing something because you think it's unworthy or it's too shallow. Mm. Uh, it's just good to recognize like he wants to hear our prayers. Quite the contrary is, uh, you know, Jesus talked a lot about the Pharisees and their kind of like puffed up prideful prayers that they would pray strategically so that people could recognize right. how how uh, pious they were right. and how holy they were. And, you know, and they prayed loudly in the public square and they'd, you know, like it was a big show. It was a big right. theatrical thing. And he's like, pray in quiet. Mm. Pray, you know, pray your pray innocent prayers from your heart. Don't pray prayers that you think are going to somehow win you favor with God or favor with man. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to the question of when is appropriate to pray, I think we're going to say, honestly, like when you feel like praying, pray. Now going about the logistics of getting your spouse on board or getting, you know, having it be a prayer time that's meaningfully uh, engaged by every member of your family. That's not up to you. Like pray and be as loving as you can, but like around meals, right. make it a priority. Around whenever those uh, significant moments are, make it a priority. If your spouse won't engage, that's <clears throat> discouraging. So I don't want to give you a pat answer. Pray well, for their heart. Yeah, I was just going to say there's a lot of in-between moments. I think I heard right. on a podcast. Um, I can't remember who it was. It was either Journey Woman or maybe it was it was Jackie Hill Perry. She posted something about, you know, praying and um, being in the Word while having little children in the house is often difficult. She, she'll sit down and read her Bible knowing that she's probably going to be interrupted. Um, and then one of them said that they pray in kind of the in-between moments. They try to recognize those doing the dishes, hmm. folding the laundry, or driving to school, or whatever, recognizing those small moments where you can pray. And I think oftentimes those are the moments, too, like if you're driving your kids to school. I remember praying. I had a carpool, and I remember the carpool that would take me, and we'd always pray before I went to school. And I... Hmm. I recognized that as such a cool thing. And I was like, wow, we should pray like on our way to school. And, you know, I try to do that with our kids. And so it's just don't don't uh, discount those those small moments and those small promptings. I think, again, circumstances are not going to be perfect. This is what I'm learning. You you can't wait for everything to be uh, perfect, your house to be clean, your hearts to be peaceful, your minds to be clear like that just never happens. Right. And the Bible says, yeah, First Thessalonians five seventeen, just pray continually, be in this attitude of prayer, talking to the Lord, submitting to His yeah. authority, being intentional about you know 
believing who he is uh, mm -hmm. and who you are because of him. I found it helpful to kind of put uh, stakes in the ground along the way as I go about my day, right? So like when I start the day, God, boom, help me be focused and mm -hmm. faithful. Help me to love you well today. Help me to love my family well. I give you my heart. I give you my mind. I give you my body today. And, and it's like a short, that probably took what, 10 seconds? Mm -hmm. But it's like, this is the stake I'm putting in the ground. God, help me. Mm -hmm. My day is for your glory, not my own. Mm. And then you kind of go about my day. And then as I'm praying, I think, you know, I'll see a picture of a friend. Oh, God, help that friend. Help them with the situation that they told me about. And mm. uh, I pray that you would give them peace. And, and you know, or and, and, and there's no limit, right? The sky's not even the limit. Right. Because <laughs> right. you can, pr I mean, bring it all before God with, with, uh, with bring your petitions before him. Oh, Thanksgiving, present your request to God, right? Yeah. So, this is kind of the part that people won't probably want <laughs> to hear now is the how, right? So right. it's super, uh, the how is the part where you can actually start applying this. But I think without the underlying truths, the hows can kind of come and go like the wind. Yeah. But if we have these deep whys underneath us, then we can, you know, the foundations, then we can start building on it. So how do I pray with my spouse tangibly? Yeah. Um. Again, circumstances may not always be ideal, but mm. if you... You know, out of our experience, if you're able to hold hands, you know, having it a way of a physical way to express kind of unity mm. and closeness, um, holding hands is, is awesome. Silence is okay. Sometimes you don't always know what to say, and that's okay. So just, it's okay to sit in silence and be quiet and listen. Mm. Um, talking to God involves him talking <clears throat> to you as well, right? It's not yeah. just a, all right, I prayed, I'm good. Help me, Lord. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not just a rote you prayer that you just rattle off until you're done. Yeah. It's a, you're, you're initiating in a dialogue with God. And I want to go back to the holding hands piece because I kind of want to paint a picture of what that might look like, right? So holding hands can take many forms. For us, typically, if we're holding hands and praying, it's going to be at communion time. Mm -hmm. It's going to be before we record this podcast. <laughs> we, always, we always have some sort of physical, like, I'm holding your hold, like touching your leg or holding your hand. Um, uh, but also I'm thinking of a spouse, a couple who could be going through a hard thing. Like you steal those, those, those evening moments mm -hmm. when maybe the kids are asleep or you don't have kids and it's just kind of dark and calm and the day is done. You're sitting down on the couch, yeah. kind of facing each other. One's on maybe the Ottoman, the other one's sitting on the couch and you're just holding hands mm -hmm. and bowing your heads and praying. Mm. Right. Or there's times when you're walking alongside each other and you're saying, you know what? Let's just pray. Let's, we do that sometimes when we're in the car. Mm -hmm. We're talking about maybe f friends that we know are struggling. Let's just pray right now. Yeah. And so we intentionally will hold hands because I think that's an expression of unity and it's an expression of solidarity. I mean, I'm yeah. standing with you. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, um, or you could uh, just be standing and facing each other like in communion or at, in your own house. Like whatever you feel led to do, I think just that connection is important. Physically. In terms of how yeah. to actually go about the business of praying. And like Selena said, silence is okay. Um, one thing is really helpful if if you kind of find that you feel aimless in praying. We'll talk about kind of Jesus' example of prayer next as the ultimate map for us. Mm. But it's really helpful to write down prayer requests. I think right. that might be a lost art in the younger generations. For sure, yeah. I know a lot of older, uh, you know, older generations, maybe in their 50s and 60s, and where that's like, what else would I do with my prayer requests? Right. Of course I'm going to write them down. Right. Um, we can kind of just, and it's really easy in Christian circles to be like, oh, I'm sorry, you're having a hard time. I'll pray for you. Right. Well, if you don't write it down, there's a good chance you might forget. Mm -hmm. So write that stuff down, especially if you're going throughout your day and you're... Um... I think there's apps for that too. <laughs> oh, great. 
<laughs> I won't promote any. I think there probably is an app for that. I'm thinking there's a really good app called Pen and Paper that uh, <laughs> is probably the most efficient, cheap app you'll find. Um, but yeah, just write it down, however that looks for you, and keep track of those things. Because what's really cool, too, is when you write down and commit to praying for something, you can actually see, look how God worked. Yeah. That's what the whole 40-day prayer, 40 prayer journey is all about. Is Look how God worked in my heart and yes. in my marriage and yes. how he changed my perspective maybe on the situation or he changed my spouse's perspective mm-hmm. and he brought us closer together or he humbled me. <laughs> you know, there's, there's always, I think our faith is built when we are tracking and seeing, mm. uh, not in a legalistic way, but in just a real-time way of, wow, I spent the time doing this. And this is what happened. There's such a beautiful process of of planting, watching it, watching God grow it, yeah. and seeing kind of the harvest there. I mean, last week we talked about faithfulness equals fruitfulness, right? Yeah. And we one of the things we oh boy, talked being about, faithful in prayer. Well, and right, and how we serve a God who's incapable of being unfaithful to us. It's against His nature to right. be unfaithful. Right. And so when we are faithful in prayer, when we actually align ourselves with His character. And we commit ourselves to this this discipline, this spiritual discipline of prayer. Yeah. We can see his faithfulness and we can actually behold it in a brand new way. He's going to be faithful regardless. Mm-hmm. But we can see his faithfulness in a way that allows us to behold it and, and glorify him even more. Mm. So I want to think systematically through how to pray. So there's kind of some logistics there of holding hands and writing down prayer requests and, and you know letting silence kind of sit sometimes. I think that's all good. Uh, but when it comes to praying for each other, um, praying together for each other is immensely, immensely powerful. Mm. And so sometimes when I'm praying for you, and I, if I'm at a loss for words, because I, I know I want to pray for you, but I don't really know where to start. Sure. This might sound corny. I don't know. But I'll start maybe head to toe, right? Yeah. Lord, help help Selena's mind. Help her eyes. Keep her eyes pure. Help the words that she says be uplifting to our family, to our friends, to to each other. And Lord, help her help her health right? Her whole mm. body. I pray that she would be, you know, and so you just kind of go from head to toe to toe, obviously being like, may you lead her as she, as she walks today, as she pray goes about her, her day. Pray for her toes, please. <laughs> they won't be smelly. <laughs> They're no. just so funky. <laughs> Actually, you have, you have remarkable feet. I'm just going to say like, I feel like the, you were, you were gifted with some good feet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> my feet are funny looking. Your toes are like straight. My feet are, my feet are <laughs> <laughs> you make fun of my toes. Don't act like you don't make fun of my toes. It's true. It's true. My my the toe next to my big toe. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of bent it, over at weird. the top. It's, it I don't is know. It's kind of weird. They'll find out someday that it's it's a, a it's a genetic of... trait of some some either good good thing or terrible thing. Right. Right. <laughs> um. So head to toe, and then praying for your marriage together. Mm. I mean, how often? I just don't think that's common enough nowadays. Right. Praying together, right. saying God help our marriage. What? To flourish, help us to be in unity. Yeah, help us to be more intimate emotionally, physically. Right. Help us to experience new levels of closeness. Mm-hmm. Help us to be ministers for your gospel, be disciples and disciples of your word. Yeah, I pray that you bring people into our lives that would help us. Bring people in our lives that we can help. Mm. Actually, going through some of those possibilities and praying together. I mean, how much unity would your marriage experience? Right, that? right. I'm I'm marveling a little bit right now because. <laughs> We kind of take for granted because this is kind of our job, right? We do the podcast. <laughs> so like we're always talking about marriage, but man, what a powerful thing to pray. For sure. For, for sure. couples. Um, and then 
pray outward like community, right? So you prayed for your each other. You're praying for your marriage. Now pray for go through the relationships in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, starting with your kids, if you have kids, or maybe your neighbors, and move move out geographically, right? Or move in terms of like closest friends to most distant acquaintances, hmm. bosses, coworkers, uh, relatives you love, relatives you hate. Right. <laughs> like pray through the list. Um, and it's not all, prayer isn't all about us. It's about interceding for others. Right. Like there's a big part of Christ's Absolutely. example that is about intercession, yeah. praying on behalf of others. Yeah. Uh, and and seeing God work through through hearts as we pray and as he's faithful. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. Pro, so good. Preach. Okay. So example of prayer. So there's Louisa. She's going to teach us some stuff here. <laughs> she turned three months old yesterday. She did. Or two days ago. Congrats, baby girl. Good job. You're growing. Um, so Jesus gives us an ultimate example of prayer. Um, and he, we read it earlier, Matthew uh, chapter six, but just go through it line by line. There's kind of four um, there's there's a pattern of um, prayer here that I want us to follow. This isn't our own thought. Like, there's a lot of books on this. There's a lot of kind of rubrics that come out of the Lord's Prayer. But it starts like this. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then some, I think, in a, not in the Matthew Gospel, but another one says, "Yours is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever." Amen. So, the, if you if you look at that and you kind of take it out line by line, mm-hmm. okay, Selena's helping the baby right now. She's in the room, but not at the microphone. So, if you take that that prayer line by line, starting with "Our Father in Heaven." So, a lot of times, if I'm stuck, right, go on a walk. Like sometimes in the middle of the day, I'll just go for a walk around the block, and I'll just start praying, "God in heaven, holy is your name." Your kingdom come, your will be done. And that's the jump off point. God, you are good. You Mm. are great. You sit in the throne. You are reigning as king. You're in charge. You are sovereign. I am not. Yeah. Holy is your name. Yeah. You be praised. You alone are holy. Like you can just kind of go. That's your jump off point, right? Right. So we often gloss over as kind of like just the on-ramp to the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. But really it's like it's our very foundational starting point of everything that prayer is. It's an adoration and worship and a submission to who God is, a joyful submission. Right. And it recognizes, you know, the character of God, our Father, Mm. and the role of who he is and his role in our life as Father and and King, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And then moving to the next line, right? So your kingdom come, your will be done Mm. on earth as it is in heaven. That's the kind of the intercession piece, right? Lord, it's not perfect here like it is up there. Right. <laughs> Your kingdom has come in a sense, but it's not completed yet. Uh, yeah. And I would argue too, that it's also another acknowledgement of his kingship, right? Your yeah. kingdom come, his authority, oh, your will really be good. done on earth. Mm. Um, so again, as a father, but also as a king and also as uh, our authority of, of who we should be submitting mm. to and aligning our lives to, right? We're not changing yeah. who he is, but this is who he is. This is, why he should be worshipped and why we should be interceding. Yeah, and God, have your way in this thing right. in my life. Trusting that his way is not always ours. Right. Like, help our desires to line up with your way, God. I mean, I think a lot of times when you, like, maybe apply for a job and right. you really want the job, it's, it would mean, like, a, a really it would mean a really great advancement for your life. Right, right. <laughs> and you do your best, your application's in, and you're waiting. God, your will be done, mm. all right? You know what I want, but I want your will more. Mm. Then I want mine. 
just think, makes you think of Jesus, right? In right, the garden of Gethsemane. In the garden. Yeah. So moving down the list here, provision. So give us this day our daily bread. That's a reference to the manna of the Israelites mm-hmm. uh, and how God provided just enough for every day. <laughs> And how we, man does not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, Mm. right? This idea that we need daily sustenance and provision from God. Without it, we are destined to starve. We're destined to die. Mm. So give us our daily portion, God. And let that daily bread be you. And that's funny. We talked about the Eucharist earlier, the (laughs) the body and blood of Christ, the the, the bread and the wine of the Jews. The ordinances. Like the body of Christ, the work of Christ. I need the work of Christ in my life. Mm. Right, and so I need the daily bread, the reminder of the gospel. It's not gospel is not something I ever I understand and move past. Right, the gospel <laughs> reigns in every right. day right. of my life, and I think so. This this particular line has multiple applications, but right. we said provision or supplication. God, uh, give us uh, supplication. Simply means the action of asking or begging for something earnestly or humbly. Right. So and daily bread is a, is a, of, of interest in that I'm context. I'm just in recognizing roles here, recognizing that he is our provider and that he is the one who gives us, right, our daily That's bread. So going to him to sustain us, mm. I think physically and obviously mentally, spiritually on every aspect, mm. um, him being that provider. <laughs> I've got a little amen back there. She agrees with me. She is That's our good. favorite child. And then finally, <laughs> he it ends it. <laughs> We're going to be, this podcast will have to come down before they're of age. Um, and the, the final line is, and forgive us our debts. We also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So praying for holiness, okay? Only with God's help can we be more like Jesus. And Jesus mm. knew this when he instructed us on how to pray. God, help me be holy. Help me to honor you. Mm. Help me to live wisely. Help me not to live by the flesh, right. but by the spirit. Well, and asking for forgiveness from him versus where else would we, mm. like, if we're not, if he's not our authority, he's not our king, we don't see him as our provider. Like, if you're flipping this on the other <clears throat> side and contrasting, like, why we pray or how we mm. pray, if we're not asking for forgiveness from him, we're probably not asking for forgiveness from anybody, right? Like, right. so to ask to, to sub, it requires submission, just coming to this posture of forgiveness. It requires good. humility and, and the acceptance of his grace, mm. his grace, yep. asking for forgiveness because we have sinned and asking, mm. forgive us our debts. I also feel like that's like, God help me to understand and know those debts and understand uh, what triggers or why I go to those sins? Why mm. help me to understand and forgive me and help me to understand like the depth of this forgiveness mm. um, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Like lead, lead me, <laughs> not when I'm in the mood to be led. <laughs> lead me all the time. Lead me all the time. Lead us not into temptation. God, give us your desires. May our desires be your desires. Mm. Deliver us from, Yeah. Well our said. Selfish, evil desires. Well said. Uh, it really is a an alignment of our hearts with His version of, with God's ultimate reality, which right. is You're holy. He is, yeah. You've you've determined what holiness is. Yes. Not culture. Not me. Not my desires. Yes. Not whatever lens I'm looking through, but You, God. So yeah. help me, to, to help me to live mm. more like You have commanded <laughs> for Your glory. Yes. For, for my good. So. Hopefully that's helpful. Again, if you get stuck, if you haven't memorized the Lord's Prayer, I highly recommend that you memorize it. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough, fortunate enough as a young child, my, my parents had me memorize it. Della's memorized it, mm-hmm. trying to get Clementine to do it. Um, she does it when she wants. 
She is her own kid. She has her own drummer that she marches to, uh, trying to get her to learn it. And, uh, because I know it'll serve them in right. their, into adulthood and into, into their, uh, early, uh, early years of adulthood and those sorts of things. So, um, go ahead and memorize that again to recap Jesus's, um, kind of outline is your worship and adoration. Our father in heaven, holy is your name, intercession, your kingdom come provision. Give us today our daily bread and holiness. Uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Mm. It's a great place to start on prayer. Now, in terms of, in terms of a specific example for a marriage, we actually have a written down prayer we've, we've provided on our website. If you just go to fiercemarriage.com and search for how do I pray with my spouse or just search for prayer, look for the posts. There's a two parts. It's part one, part two of how do I pray with my spouse. The second one, there's an actual sample prayer. In part two, there's part a two. sample prayer at the yes, bottom. Yes, thank you. Sample prayer at the bottom. It just says, husband starts, father, you are amazing and holy. Right, we're starting with worship. Mm-hmm. I cannot comprehend how vast or powerful you are. Thank you for listening to our prayers and loving us so <clears throat> intimately. Right, and it goes through, thank you for my wife, and it goes through. And it may, like you said, it may feel awkward at first, but like anything that's new or you haven't come around to it in a long time, you know, it's like going to the gym. You go the first time, you're like, oh, this is hard. I don't feel great. This is not fun. But the more you go, the stronger you feel, the more excited you are about doing it. It just, it, it, it's the thing about prayer, I think, is the more we do it, the more we want to do it, the more we engage in it more deeply and mm. in a more real way. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. And then it carries through the prayer, and then there's a spot for the wife to pick up where he left off, filling in any spots as you feel prompted. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this dialogue. It's it's a trialogue <laughs> between the two of you and God. Yes. Um, and I think in that could be a good growth opportunity. So I just want to reiterate um, what I said earlier, is that we have these books um, that we've written specifically for this purpose, to instruct us, to help us, remind us why prayer is important. Actually, as I was reading through um preparing for this, I was thinking about day six, where it's a prayer for her physical health. I'm talking about the 40 prayers for my wife, 40 prayers for my husband. Mm-hmm. Go to 40prayers.com. You can find these there for you. I think the the bundle is under 20 bucks for two books. It's a good price. But anyway, day six, it starts, it, it, you'll notice each one of these prayers, I used the Lord's Prayer as kind of a rubric as we were writing these, mm. right? So it starts with with praise, right? What I love about prayer too, is that it's a dialogue in that God has spoken to us in his word. He's given us his revelation. Mm. Now we can, we can pray back God's word and say, Mm -hmm. you said this, you, this is part of your character. God, help me understand that I'm responding to that. You are good. Help me to understand this truth. Mm. And so there's a lot of verse references in here. Um, if you're looking for another resource too, just Tim Keller's book called prayer, Mm. it's phenomenal. Old Timmy Keller. Old Timmy K as I call him (laughs) when he tweets at me, you know, um, has he tweeted you? (laughs) In my wildest dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, no, yeah, I'm. Uh, he's he's definitely a heavyweight <laughs> on Twitter, and I am not. <laughs> um, so anyway, check out those resources, you guys. This is this is one. It's a habit worth building. I think. Yeah. Go to fortyprayers.com or just find Tim Keller's book called Prayer. Um, but anyway, hope this this episode has helped you. Yeah. And um, hope that it bears fruit in your life. That's kind of that's kind of been our prayer as we start <laughs> these things. Is that. God would conform our words mm. to his glory and he would use them to edify you, the the, the global church, mm. whoever's listening to this. We have listeners, yeah. South Africa to Canada to Europe and Australia and some in Asia. Be encouraged. You are part of a, <laughs> in Africa. Yeah, I said South Africa. So anyway, they're all included. <laughs> Russia. 
I'll throw Russia in there. Siberia. <laughs> All the things. Oh, South America. There Sorry, you go. are we learning this in homeschool or CC? So there's just songs going through my head right now. Yeah. We learn a lot through songs. All the continents, all the things. So we're praying that uh, that you are edified <laughs> on every continent, wherever you are, and this that it would it would enliven you mm-hmm. to build these habits into your own hearts mm. and into your marriage. And in that, maybe generations from now, we could see families that are birthed out of new habits that yeah. were that because we're conforming ourselves to the gospel. Right. Right. So with that, uh, let's pray again. <laughs> it's been a lot of praying. A lot of praying. Pray I think you should pray since you are the the husband. I, okay. Well. All right. <laughs> I'm going to start using that one more. When you say you should, why don't you pray? Because you are the You're, husband. You are the spiritual leader of this house, so. Oh, jeez. <laughs> all right. Not manipulative at all. <laughs> Lord, this is truly a gift to be able to talk to you. And pr- I pray that we not take it lightly, mm-hmm. that we not uh, forget what it means that we can commune with you, God, the God of the universe, the creator of all. Not only that, but our loving, kind Father, and our saving Savior, Jesus, you have you have made this possible. So thank you. And God, I pray on the behalf of every married couple or, or husband or wife who's listening to this podcast that, that they would uh, understand what it means to pray. They would understand how to apply your principles of prayer to their own lives. And I pray that as a result, their marriage would flourish and their, their connection would grow deeper than they perhaps ever imagined. Lord, uh, at the end of the day, we trust in you. We trust in your goodness. We trust in your sovereignty. We trust in your finished work, and we rest in it. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we'll be back in a couple of days. We're going to do a little Q&A for this week, and it'll just be a short seven-minute episode, so make sure you check that out on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And until then, this episode is... In the can. All right. We will see you then. All right. Stay fierce. See you in seven days. Lost track of my closing thing. There it goes. All right. Stay fierce. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Mm